Welcome everybody, you're listening to Manoj Speaks and this is your host Manoj Kumar. I'm absolutely thrilled to have a very special guest today and his name is Will Fanton, a sailor from Sydney, currently in Adelaide. And he has a lot of interesting things happening in his life right now. He's currently circumnavigating Australia and is preparing for a global solo challenge to raise awareness and funding for his campaign, Solo Sailor for the Disabled. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Will Phantom. Hey everybody, how you going out there? Good, Will. I guess I'm good. And how have you been? I'm, I'm, I'm actually getting a lot better now that um, I have the potential to get back on the yacht and not be so freaked out about st- being stuck on land. Yes, we have a lot to talk about that as well. But before we get started, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, well, effectively, I'm, what, 49 years old. I've um, mostly been uh, living on my own since 11 years old. Um, it's a lot safer. Um, family issues, you know, how these broken families can be. Um, and then from that point, um, I more or less became what you'd say a street kid, uh, working my way through the system, being a state ward, um, trying to find my footprint into the world. And eventually, by the time I was, what, about 18 years old, after various uh, attempts at d- different jobs and things like that, I decided that there was more to life than being locked up in a box and, and, and um, well, from my point of view, locked up in a box where I couldn't achieve outside-of-the-box things. So, effectively, I hit the road and I've kind of been travelling ever since. Can you share some experiences from then? I, I started travelling around Australia, doing the harvest trail, picking mangoes and fruits and tobaccos and this thing, and that was generally for about 10 years. Um, trying to find my place in the world and my footprint. Eventually, I came across, um, I, I, I basically came across horses for quite a long time and um, decided that to travel around Australia with a swag and a pack horse like the old drovers used to do, um, I just had to do that sort of thing. So, effectively, everything in my life led me to that point and being the circle of life once the horses after about 10 or 15 years had passed away i was kind of like well um that's where i found sailing um you seem to be a a dreamer of sorts an adventurous risk-taking thrilling kind of person am i right and and how how did you end up having that kind of mindset in your life well I suppose you could say I've always been a dreamer, and that is a given. Um, I've always followed my heart. My heart speaks loud. Um, I've generally found that the energy of life flows in a way where, like a circle of life, what you do unto others will always reflect back onto you, no no matter how humble that is, no matter how simple that is. And and I've kind of been following that simple principle in life. I'm not a religious man, but spiritually speaking, I would have to say there's some people in history that have guided me through their teachings. You could say Buddha, you could say Jesus, you could say to, um, Tibetan teachings, 
most of that is coming down to what I would say is an earthly teaching where every everything is about being humble and, 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 and embracing your environment. The minute you don't embrace your environment, you, you find conflict and, and, and that also shows in your daily life, your daily health, your daily mental health. And I think it's got a lot to do with not following the true path in life that you're meant to be on. So effectively, that's all I've ever tried to do is follow my heart, which I'm hoping is what the universe wishes me to do. Give me what I need, not what I want. Was there a teaching that really stood out to you that, that you, you know, you read and went, whoa, that is something else? Don Juan. Don Juan, South American writer, um, Mexican, I think, or Spanish, I can't remember. Some of his stuff was, was, was pretty fundamental. I think he was a bit of a revolutionary of sorts, but uh, I don't really know, but I tend to got the impression that he was a bit of a rebel. Um, I, I suppose not really any one teaching in, in aspects of what I could say would be a, a one line off a book or, or, or a particular quote from, from a teacher. I would have to fundamentally say that it's the message in general that they're all trying to give you, that they're all trying to teach you. And, 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 and it also, I think, comes down to foundation um, where we can come from a broken world and we can either use that as a cop-out or we can embrace your, well, hang on, you can embrace your, whatever it is, and, and, and grow from that. Um, like a mollusk, okay? A mollusk, if he doesn't shed his shell and grow and, and grow a new one, he's never going to grow. He's going to get stuck. He's going to, you know what I mean? You've got to be able to shed and grow. So, and, and without the ability to do that, which a lot of people, unfortunately, are stuck in this situation where they can't grow outside. They may plateau out, but life perhaps for them for various reasons be it job commitment be it financial be it whatever i think the problem is is most people don't realize that if you really want to live true to a lot of these teachings it's not that easy it comes down to a, a really important word called sacrifice and it does come down to a lot of sacrifices if you don't make those prepared to make those sacrifices in life how are you how you, how do you move forward? I don't know. It's it's a bit. It's hard to put in words sometimes because it's not as easy as that. It's 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 a it's usually a, a philosophy or a belief um, based on a lot of principles. You did put it in words very well, and you mentioned two points, and I want to reference those two two points because I think it's something very important. The first one is you said the broken world and accepting the broken world. Uh, a couple of months ago uh, on BBC, they have a show called The Real. And I came across a little documentary. It's only about four or five minutes. And it spoke about a particular um, skill, a trade that exists in Japan. And this is where it's an ancient uh, trade. Um, and what they do is uh, people go to these people with broken ceramic. Uh, plates or bowls or cups right and these people fix the broken cups and bowls and they fix it by using a particular um, gum from a tree and I think they mix it with gold they get a paste out of it 
and then they attach all this ceramic ware together. And these ceramics are very, very expensive um, utensils that people use, dining sets that's been passed around, passed down for generations. Now the interesting thing is when they fix the ceramic plates and bowls with this paste, you can't hide the paste. So it's not like a glue. The paste really stands out. And what the person was saying is that we can learn a lot from this particular trade. And that is the, the crack in the ceramic was a problem. And you don't hide it. You don't hide the crack. You make it even more beautiful. And I thought that there was a lot of learning from that because most of the time we all have deficiencies. Every single person in the universe has a problem, has an issue, has a difficulty. Everybody suffers, but everybody tries to cover it up. They fake it, superficial, because they always want to show the world they're perfect. But through what I learned from that documentary was you don't have to. You can make your flaw beautiful and use it in the service of humanity and people will appreciate it. I think that sort of sums up a little vest I've got here soaked in diesel from my boat crash. Um, it said on the vest here, uh, broken wings. Um, but the, the, the message was, I don't want you to give me new wings or heal my wings. I wish to make my broken wings stronger kind of thing um in, in, that's like me i guess you, you, and what you were saying you, you you beautify you beautify your weaknesses you embrace if you embrace the ugliness it's no longer ugly it's beautiful and that really only come that really does come down to a point of view from the individual i guess perception and everyone's perception is very different based on i suppose their experiences and their environments um and true point, yes, we're all struggling, especially with today's issues with how fast our current world is. Well, I don't want to get too much into anything along the lines of politics or um, diseases, but this COVID thing has really changed the way the world is and how people see things and do things and approach things, uh, it, let, let alone how harder it's become for, for creativity because creativity being hampered because I guess the, the 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 protection bubble you mustn't do this you can't do that you can't go here and 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 everybody's now coming to social media and and seeing that I've even gone to social media now with solo sailor for the disabled to present that and I've only just discovered how how creative and amazing that world and quite frankly very interesting can be when it comes down to when people are, are given the free reign to express themselves. Announcement time. If anyone's wondering what that background noise is, it's Will's dog, Captain Mischief, playing on a rubber ducky. He'll be making an appearance later in the show. For now, let's get back to where we left off. Um, the other point you made before I go to the next question, and I just wanted to touch on it because it's something that I live by as well, and that is uh, things going wrong. You discover, you know, things going wrong, being in harmony with nature, being in harmony with, with yourself. And the word that is used in Eastern uh, spirituality is karma. Uh, for every action that you perform, there is a reaction. And this reaction is either 
uh, it's not either yeah, the, the reaction is immediate and then you have a long term so sometimes um, you may do something and you may think oh I got away with that but the reaction will eventually arrive in years and years and years to come or as it says in the philosophy even next life it just carries with you and that's why sometimes we see why do bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people it's just that they're carrying the reactions from from their past actions so it's great that through your own life experience uh, through your own journey and through the readings you've gone through you've discovered this and that's an important part um, of living it's not just just living it uh, even even cats and dogs do it uh, but how special do we make it because human life means that you're able to understand the importance of living you're able to observe and learn um, learn from others and learn from your practical experience and talking about journey um, in, a, in an interview with the ABC, you said that after sailing just over 14,000 nautical miles, you're never going back to land after finding your home at sea. How is life as a sailor and why do you love the sea so much? Life as a sailor, okay, I've only been sailing three years officially from 2018, um, July, August. I um, had never sailed a day in my life. After the horses had passed away, I was lost, aimless, and, and, and the thoughts of what was going on back then kind of do frighten me because I was sinking in my own mental issues and, 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 and whatnot. And you talk about the circle of life and karma. Well, I, at this point, had done a circle of life where, where I was, that's where I started out with horses, nearly 20 years later, I come back to the same place, I lose horses. So effectively, that was the unit, the life saying, well, you've done that now, it's time to do the next thing. Often changes comes in many forms and we may not like that and it may not agree with what we're trying to, trying to do. That could be something as simple as losing your job and you know, you might have to go through some trauma or some trials to learn a lesson, whether that be good or bad. Now, as for karma, Karma is not distinctive. Karma is not evil. It's not cruel. It's, lack of a better description, just is. I think sometimes a bad thing in someone's eyes or a tragedy like what I've just gone through perhaps can be looked at as, as a good thing because of the doors that eventually opens up because sometimes, as you know, good things always come from a tragic situation. If from that tragic situation, the people, the person, the reasons were genuine and just, like a person who loses their home. If he was a nasty person to his neighbours, his neighbours are not necessarily going to help him kind of thing. But in a time of need and crisis, that gets can get easily forgotten and, and then the nature of humans, basic nature and needs comes out sort of thing. So conflict easily gets forgotten. Being on the water... Well, the water about is about as true to, to nature as you can get. There is no being led astray out there. It might get led adrift. The ocean is not cruel. It's 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 um, brutal, harsh, and beautiful. It relies. It teaches you to rely on on the raw energies of nature and your independence because out there you have to be a bit of everything, a seamstress, 
an engineer, a carpenter, a priest even, if you want to marry somebody as a captain, um, et cetera, et cetera. It, it really has a lot of benefits that you don't have on land. And once you get away from land itself and the the distractions, the complications, the issues of everyday life surrounding you by watching the TV, looking out your window, listening to your neighbour, walking down the street. You are totally removed from all of that and you get to finally get to meet yourself. And that's what it's done for me. I got to meet me, really find out who I am, where I am and what it is that I'm meant to be. Now, let's just say in 15 years, the universe has another idea. Well, I'll deal with it then. You said, you said in that same interview, and you kind of touched on it uh, just a bit ago, you said you're completely isolated out there. There is not a single soul within 500 nautical miles. You know, we, we always say humans are a social animal. Do you think sometimes, or most of the times, it's just better to get away from them? Fundamentally, humans are no different from animals. We are an animal, we are a mammal. We live on the planet. We may have progressed to a point where we can create wonderful things, art, computers, furniture, live indoors, cook wonderful food and whatnot. But ultimately, I think civil, in, 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 when it comes to our civil liberties, Animals are probably a bit more civilised than humans when it comes down to human animal nature. We don't see them going to war for stupid resources. We don't see them, the leader of the pack, being the ultimate fool or the sick one. But yeah, isolation and human contact, I suppose I've gotten used to because I'm an agoraphobic and I suffer from anxiety and agoraphobia is really... I struggle with humans and this this kind of contact with someone like yourself, Manoj, I got the pronunciation right, I hope. You got it right. Uh, good. Um, where I can, uh, that's great. I'm still getting human contact, human touch and feel. Well, I can deal with that. I can deal without that because that's not what, that's not what motivates me in life. That's not one of the necessities in life. And besides, I've got an awesome little puppy dog that will give me a cuddle. It's interesting because people work all their life, get, get a home, 300, 400, 500,000 dollars, and a million dollars, even six million dollars, 20 million dollars, 30 million dollars. You have people buying cars, 50,000, 100,000, 350,000 dollar cars. You have people buying jewelry and other material things, but you never hear anyone say, I have peace of mind. That's when they're with nature whether they're in the forest, whether they're in the sea, and even people who've gone to space, they said, I felt calm, composed. I felt I was listening to myself. I felt the greater world out there. I thought I was the world. I thought I was the center of attention. I thought I am the most important thing on this planet. But then when I take a step out and see nature as it is, I suddenly realize I'm nothing but a small little grain of sand and that makes you humble. Do you think it is that humility that gave you that peace of mind? Or was it the vastness of, um, of, of that, that isolation that allowed you to go into your own space that gave you the peace of mind? 
Peace of mind. Well, peace of mind comes from having a clear conscience, I think, <laughs> um, and being able to wake up in the morning and be happy with yourself and surrounds. Um, but humbleness and humility, that comes from something deep inside, as again related to your sacrifices to teach you the humility, the faults and the uh, mistakes that you must make to learn from that, to to perhaps put someone else above you, before you, um, to be selfless. That's a very hard thing to do for most human beings um, today. Um, very few people are, are very capable of being completely and utterly selfless to the point where it may cost them more than they're willing to, or more than they have. Um, I'm, I must admit, for me, to, to do what I'm doing selflessly has probably been the biggest lessons I've learned out there because actually being isolated and having the time to think and reflect and see what's going on around me it is completely humbling. But the humility side of it comes from learning to be completely selfless and 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 do away with the 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 needs of want and get back to the fundamental principles of want of need the universe jesus however you wish to look at it has never given me what i wanted ever in my entire life but i've always seemed to get what i need and i think that's very important we live in a today a society where everyday distractions we don't get a chance to 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 get back to nature as much as we should be able to um just an even simple walk in the park to sit down and feel the sun on your face the birds in the trees uh the rustle of the breeze and the water ripples i mean how how much more do you sleep better hearing nature as opposed to the rumble of a train you also said at sea, you get beaten up and thrown around a lot, but the mental rewards outweigh any negativities. Is that life? No, well, that's life in general, yes, but out there, um, you are physically beaten up in the sense that you're constantly rocking and rolling, moving to and fro. You become physically so fit from constantly adjusting yourself to the movement and the, and the motions of the yacht that you become so balanced and become so second nature where the boat will be healing to and fro but you're standing dead still sort of thing because you've gotten so used to attuned with the motions and the, and the environment. There's nothing out there to be negative about. Um, and I don't understand negativity in general. I don't really think along those terms because it's pretty unproductive sort of thing. It doesn't really get you anywhere. It's like fear. Fear is a product of your imagination of what may or may not happen in the near future and has no bearing on now, can cripple a person, can, can lead them to inactions that ordinarily would lead them to something more beautiful because they're afraid of something they they may look at themselves i can't do this i can't do that or i shouldn't ask this person or i shouldn't say this well i say say that i say ask the question i say put it out there because if you don't the answer is always going to be no and the universe will show you and i'm sure you've experienced this manage that the universe will respond 
in kind. And I guess with what I'm doing, if it wasn't for the local, if it wasn't, I guess, my selfless acts with Solo Sailor for the Disabled and what I'm trying to achieve that I had set up, I tend to think that the community would not have come to and rallied to the support that I am receiving here in Port Lincoln to help me get back on the water with the yacht, including the news media, Channel 10, doing the, the, the GoFundMe thing. That was not my idea. I had my arm twisted into that, but at the end of the day, I'm kind of glad they did because now it's opened up the doors again where I can be back on the water focusing on the, on the important things of life, the simple things. Yes, you asked me about the universe. Yes, the universe does reciprocate. And one of the things in ancient spirituality is that there's personality to everything. Everything and everyone has a personality. And the way you deal with them um, determines the reciprocation. And, and that means you look at life and the life around you in a very, very, very different way. You mentioned about the yard, you know, you're getting a new yard. What happened to the old yard? Through sailing, because ultimately what it's done for me, the, the confidence that it's given me, the ability to, 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 to focus and, 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 and grow strength from my weaknesses, my um, insecurities and things like that, and everything else that it's taught me with that, I wanted to align that with um, something that would give me something to... to it's hard to explain. I guess I just wanted to use what resources and energy I have to give back to all those in, in, in life that had ever helped and assisted and given anything to me. 20-something years ago with the horses, I did something similar for the Riding for the Disabled Association um, where I approached them and said, look, I'm getting this media attention and I want to direct this to a good cause. And I did that for a while, but with the yachts, because... I guess I'm the kind of guy that needs to be able to do something for somebody else to make their life happy, to put a smile on someone's face. This is the perfect thing to do because it's sailing, it's parasailing initiatives. There are over 3,000 different independent sailing, sailability clubs around the world, independently run, managed and, 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 and funded. The healing processes of sailing and, and the skill sets and the that it opens up just for the individual person that would like to, I suppose, get involved in something of a, of a, of a uh, it's hard to say, it's kind of like, I just want to share what it's given to me. And that's why I approached various organisations. The Australian Sports Foundation rang me and said, well, look, I like what you're trying to achieve. How can we assist you? So with a bit of negotiation, they, they kind of hosted my page, Solo Sailor for the Disabled, um, and Disability Sports Australia then set up the Parasailing Fund, which manages the accounts, so that that gave me the ability to go out around Australia to um, a raise <clears throat> to raise a two dollar tax deductible donation. And in seven months, it's been a bit of a work in progress for both myself and them, to the point where we finally got so far. I had purchased my yacht. I had set myself up. Um, I had set sail, circumnavigated Tasmania, started making my way westwards on, on, on my circumnavigation of Australia first. Somehow fell asleep, the autopilot went into standby, then kicked in and I just drove hard towards the rocks, got caught in swell, tried to battle it and 
yeah, I got smashed up against the rocks. So effectively, I guess I'm still sort of digesting a lot of that. Um, and now you've put up a fund to to get a new yacht. Even though you had that accident, you haven't given up. You're, you're saying, okay, another issue. It's okay, I've lost the boat that I love the most, the, the, the instrument that I need for to assist others, and now that's gone. You said, okay, I'm going to get another boat. And how has that uh, initiative been so far? As I was saying, um, I ended up on the rocks and got smashed up. Now, due to certain issues, um, I was unable to organise salvage of the yacht and it ended up getting broken up. So the local community of Port Lincoln are the people that came to the aid to assist me in salvaging what I can. Local community groups helped me with accommodation. It being a, a bit of a local news story, man crashes boat on the rocks. The, it snowballed effects because I can only imagine that it is partially because I set up this, this, this parasailing um, solo sailor for the disabled campaign to, to go around Australia raising awareness and funds for disabled sailors. I tend to think that, again, the universe of, of life has said, well, you're doing something good. We wish to help you in return because you've come to a, tragi a, tragic, a tragic moment. Now, that, like, that tragic moment has opened up more doors than I've actually been trying to open up doing it the other way for the last seven months so perhaps i should crash my boat on the rocks more often but in saying that the one of the news programs start talked me into getting someone to help me start up a gofundme page so we did that um and i let them run with it and within 10 days of that gofundme page starting there's now forty four thousand dollars after fees towards a new yacht now I've picked out a new yacht. I'm in negotiations with the uh, the owner and, and the potential purchase. And I'm hoping to be back on the water doing what I love doing in the better part of perhaps three to four weeks. So yes, no, I'm not gonna lay down and die. This is just a chapter in the story as I continue on. I had a look at your page just before this interview and uh, your goal is 70 thousand dollars and yes you've raised forty four to forty eight thousand dollars so far so you're almost there and to all my listeners I'll share the GoFund um, page that Will has set up or his uh, supporters have set up I'll put it in the show notes so please do contribute what you can for for Will and his and his initiative and I also looked at the comments on the GoFundMe page and you have a lot of people who, who love you Will they're wishing you all the best. They they want to see you up and up and about. Um, they say you're inspiring, and these are people you may not not even know. This is what blows me away in, at, at this current time, where so many people are struggling, yet so many have rallied with generosity and kindness that I had not expected anything like that response. Um, and I've. Uh, Admittedly, I've spent the last four days wearing out the keyboard individually thanking each donor with a personal message of sorts. So I think I've got through six or 700 of them. I'm probably sure there's about 990-something donors up there or something. So I'm slowly working through thanking every single one of them for this because without their, their generosity, kindness, and support of words, which touch my heart even more, 
just makes me want to get out there and do it even more. Not to, so I don't let these people down now. It's like, yeah, okay, cool, I can keep going. Yes, absolutely, you must, because it's making you happy and it's helping people. Your pet, you've got uh, Captain Mischief. Is he going to tell us something? Will he, will he say hello to our listeners? I don't know if I can get her to speak, but you might hear that she's playing with a ball at the moment. Um, what do you say? What do you say? Speak? 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 Please? No, no, I think it isn't going to work. She, she's probably more video-y kind of thing. I believe you have some dolls of Captain Mischief that you're giving away, some fluffy toy. Yes, uh, in saying that, no, I'm not giving them away as such. Uh, unless you donate $50 or more to the Parasailing Fund, then I will send you, organise to send you a, a little Captain Mischief. But yes, um, I've managed to organise with a, a lovely lady by the name of Leanne from Briquetta Plush Toys who has a little black dog that looks exactly like Captain Mischief for me to sell off to basically support the parasailing fund 100% of the proceeds over the cost of the making of the toy will go to that parasailing fund I guess you could go to my Facebook page at this stage and put an order in we've got I think I've got 50 of them available I will have more as pr production comes through they will event they will have a little special tag and a special vest and they are available pretty much now but we are waiting on the printing of the little vest and the little tag to hang off the collar. Um, once they're available, you can put your orders in and, 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 and wait for, what, about a week, I think it'll be. Then you've got to wait on snail mail. So, yes, that's one step of the process. The next step of that process is somehow getting the kids' book out there where I take on the persona of the little chihuahua and Captain Mischief being the captain and, and, and tell the stories of... Of, of this in some way in a kid's format in a little kid's book. Nice. We've come to the end of our talk, Will. Any message to, to humanity again? Uh, uh, something that you want to tell all our listeners? You, we just missed it. She just barked. <laughs> oh, okay. What is it? There's Captain Mischief. Okay, for the world and the listeners. My message is simply this. I would like you to love everybody, which is an obvious thing. It's not that hard. You don't have to like them, but you can still love them. Love them for the nature that they are, for the, for, for the nature of humans. All right, Captain. Um, look, I, I just think that you should really, people, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you because if you, I suppose, love and share and be honest, then love and sharing and honesty will come back to you. Just before I let you go, Will, I just want to give you another idea. As you go out sailing into the vast, vast ocean and you're there by yourself and Captain Mischief is having a sleep, um, I hope you take up the art of writing as well, chronicling your journey, your learnings, everything. I am, I do have a logbook. Um, I have been writing lots of little things. I um, tend to like poetic writing as such. For on the distant shores of life we may travel far, but as we look beyond the sights, 
We may never know what we find. That was a sort of off the top of the head attempt at something. I'm a bit tired, but generally speaking, yes, I like poetic writings um, and look forward to actually trying to eventually release something about this. But hey, everything in, in its place, everything in its time. Thank you so much, Will. I wish you all the best in everything you said how to do. I, I pray that you get all the reciprocation that you need from the universe and, and everyone's best wishes and blessings. And I hope and I'm sure you will attain what you're looking for. And you already are at the tip of it, which is satisfaction and peace of mind. And you will get a lot more of it as you keep going for it. Thank you. You're welcome. Menage, I uh, was very grateful to be on your uh, podcast and I look forward to uh, listening to more of them uh, now that I've found your channel. And yes, just one more note. I have set a target on the GoFundMe page, but anything over what I don't need when I purchase my yacht will go to the Parasailing Fund. Anything over the 70, if, if, if that be $200 million, well then $200 million goes to the Parasailing Fund. I don't need money, I just need to be doing what I'm doing and, and share the love, I guess. Share the story and the journey and thank you for letting me do that. Thank you so much.